Welcome to The Dead Drop, your secret cachet of game news delivered safely and securely to your podcast player. I'm Matt Bliss, your interpreter of the games industry, your prophet of playable material, your professor of time preservation. And it's a slow news week. We haven't seen a game company acquisition for a while and everyone is busy playing Elden Ring, so I've got some interesting ones for you. Here are the news stories that I think you'd like to know. The Netflix streaming service has purchased Next Games, a Finnish developer of mobile games that has previously created game adaptations such as The Walking Dead and Stranger Things. The total value of the sale is 62 million euro, but has yet to be completed. It's anticipated that the conclusion of the sale will occur in Q2 of 2022. Next Games has obviously worked with Netflix before on the Stranger Things title, being a Netflix exclusive with an apparent focus on franchise-based mobile games and Netflix's confidence in the integrity and capacity of the studio, it should be a match made in heaven. Netflix has been posturing to enter the video game space for a little while now. Noted as one of the top-tier video streaming services in the market, they intend to use their technology to make video games available via their service as well. With cloud streaming services like Google Stadia and Microsoft's xCloud, it's a great way to bring competition to the market. However, their current offering appears to only require the Netflix app to play, but must still be downloaded from traditional mobile app stores. For a list of currently offered Netflix games, check the show notes at deaddroppod.com. Fans that have been holding out for the release of the new Amico console from Intellivision may be in for more bad news. The company has cut short its recent funding campaign on the Start Engine investment platform after a mere 58,000 US dollars was gathered from 54 investors. Running the campaign to term would have been three months, with a goal of $5 million. The Amico has been an unfulfilled promise from Tommy Tallarico, with an expected release in October 2020 after announcing the new console in 2019. Unfortunately, the pandemic cannot be held to account for the delay, as recent reports of SEC filings and funding calls has shown Intellivision to be in a significant amount of debt. The $5 million would have allowed the company to pay off a large number of debtors and perhaps even begin production on the console. This is the first red flag of many. The writing was on the wall when Tommy gave up his CEO position in the company, but the considerable debt of the company is the nail in the coffin. Ignoring the lack of foresight in creating a console with an Android operating system, selling games that exist on other platforms already and on a device that could cost as much as an Xbox Series S. Do you see where I'm going with this? In the last episode, I talked about the latest cybersecurity hack to NVIDIA, the graphics card manufacturer and maker of GeForce Now, another cloud gaming option in the ring. The files obtained in the cyber attack are beginning to make their way around the internet and a folder called NVN2 has set the rumor mill churning. NVIDIA is known for developing the NVN API that the Nintendo Switch and other platforms use to make the most of the graphics card hardware deployed in their systems. The NVN2 folder, in this case, also references DLSS drivers that are used for upscaling in the hardware. Some are deducing that a new Switch console may be currently in development with new hardware. With fans disappointed in the Switch OLED model released last year having no performance improvement at all, 
and Nintendo openly indicating that there is still a few years on the roadmap before the next console iteration, you can understand why a finding like this would get people excited. This is, of course, a series of deductions from unverified files in a cyberhack. We have to take these rumours with a grain of salt, but an NVIDIA leak from 2021 showed a number of PC games that were console exclusives previously being available on their GeForce Now cloud platform, God of War being one of them, and then to release shortly thereafter. Take from this what you will. The first-person shooter series Call of Duty has been reported to not be releasing a game originally slated for 2023, and intends to delay it for an undisclosed period of time. Call of Duty is a yearly iterated game, and that schedule is usually pretty reliable. But Bloomberg's Jason Schreier believes that 2021's Vanguard title may have given executives cause for concern. Vanguard did not perform as well as hoped, which may still mean a significant profit, but both Call of Duty and Battlefield suffered for bugs, graphical issues, and gameplay problems upon release in 2021. This year's release is still on track as a sequel to 2019's Modern Warfare, which seems to include a stream of content to cover the gaps in 2023. There has also been talk of an updated release to the free-to-play Warzone Battle Royale title in future, which indicates the delayed title will not hinder the available content from the publisher. If it's not clear, I don't play these games myself, and knowing the story around Call of Duty, FIFA, and other big-selling game titles helps to create a pulse check of the games industry. Being popular with casual gamers and a huge profit driver for AAA studios, it helps reveal aspects of the market otherwise hidden from view. This last story is more hilarious than informative. Popular streamer SuperLouis underscore 64 has undertaken the Herculean task of playing Elden Ring, released only a week ago, with a Ring Fit Adventure controller. Originally designed as an exercise tool coupled with the Nintendo title for Nintendo Switch, it is shaped like a steering wheel and appears to require constant movement from the player to simulate the act of walking. The From Software title is known for its challenge, but many masochistic gamers have tackled previous titles with the likes of Guitar Hero controllers and even Raspberry Pi units wired to bananas. The added challenge, of course, in playing on a controller not designed for the game. If you'd like to see the tiring but inspiring escapade of tarnished SuperLouis underscore 64, search him on Twitter or check the show notes for this episode. When I started this podcast, I had two main missions. I want to deliver the key video game news to you directly, without the fluff, and I want to create a platform to share podcasts that excel in what they do. The Dukes of Gaming has been live streaming and sharing their thoughts on games for over a year now, and they are my first recommendation to you, humble listener. The Dukes of Nostalgia, Anime, Design, Education, and Rocket League talk about the latest games and game news every week. While they love sharing their experiences, they never shy away from a good argument. With a great dynamic and posting regularly, you should check them out via their YouTube channel to get a feel for their content. I've been a fan of theirs for a while and this week I'll be lucky enough to be on the show. The Dukes of Gaming stream live on twitch.tv forward slash the Dukes of Gaming on Saturday 10pm Eastern Standard Time or Sunday 2pm Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time for us Aussies. And if you're keen to hear more from me, I'd love to see you there. Check the show notes or head to deaddroppod.com for links to their content. That was the gaming industry news that you need to know. If you want to get your hands dirty, check the show notes of this episode for the sources of the stories. 
Join me every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday to discuss the latest game news. And if I missed a story, let me know on Twitter at MattBlissPod or via email deaddroppod at gmail.com. Or don't, and just tell your friends about the Dead Drop video game news. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you here in a couple of days. Oh